Here's a fact. If you ask yourself that question, does this feed my faith, my family, or my finances? And it doesn't. If you do that, I guarantee it'll, it'll guide your decisions. Welcome to the Hour Number Podcast. All things out your ship, people who just take life and kick it square in the ass. I have some special guests in the studio with me today. Uh, Brian Teach and Mike Fox with First Form. Um, thanks for coming on the show, guys. I mean, if you're not really familiar with the show, basically it's all things just entrepreneurship, people's, you know, uh, business and business savvy and life motivation and literally just like the expression says, people just take life and kick it in the ass. And, you know, these guys came up last night and got the, uh, we had the opportunity to have them uh, Zoom to the entire company, um, all the franchises, but uh, deal with my staff in person and sales techniques and just kind of the story of first form. Um, and we'll kind of start out, let you guys introduce yourselves and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us, Tim. Absolutely. Yeah, so, pleasure to be here, man. Hopefully last night was valuable. Oh, it was oh. awesome. It was absolutely <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, my name is Brian Teach. I handle uh, the wholesale accounts at first form, um, kind of came into the supplement industry through the golf business. I was a meathead though before that, mm-hmm. right? So um, been out of the meathead business for about 10 years. My daughter just turned 10 and mm-hmm. kind of gave up bodybuilding, uh, did my last show when uh, my wife at the time was pregnant with with her. Yeah. So um, it became about living longer instead of dying sooner. And I was doing a lot of things as a bodybuilder that probably wasn't going to oh, yeah. years on life. So, um, but came through first form, um, you know, started out, you know, virtually in the beginning as customer service and used to travel the world, um, trying to beat down Rexy's nutrition store doors (laughs) and, uh, get in those doors. And, you know, I mean, here we are now 10 years later and trying to make it work. Oh, absolutely. Um, my name is Mike Fox. Uh, been with the company for about seven years now. Um, I, I started in our retail store, supplement super stores, and uh, moved over to wholesale with with Teach back in June. And uh, you know, it's it, it's been great. Um, you know, I, I I got into working out. Uh, you know, I was you know athletic, played every sport growing up. Uh, after sports, you know, just kind of fell into to the gym life and fell in love with that. And that's how I fell into to supplement superstores and, um, you know, didn't really know where it's going to take me, but, but here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's funny, the supplement superstore, you know, cause it, it was, uh, I left the industry for like six or seven years from the GNCs and doing the complete nutrition, all that stuff. And I came back to it in, in 2010. And, um, so we're, you know, we have two stores, 2010, 2011, going to 2013, we opened a third location. Um, which was our second location here in Omaha, the Maple Street. And you guys saw it last night, and that's where you see that metallics kind of floor coating. Where I got the idea for that was that my business part of the time was looking up pictures online. He goes, this is S2 place. Look at this floor. It's freaking sick. I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. fucking do that. And that's pretty much why that floor looks the way it does. So Yeah, I wonder if that cool. was probably the Fenton store, I bet, right? It was like yeah. a epoxy. Is it a yeah. epoxy kind floor? of coating yeah. and it just looked cooler and shit? And I was like, oh, it, we need to do that. It was really cool. Because yeah. my first two stores, I kind of had to go with whatever the landlord had there because I was broke, which yeah. was carpet squares. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, in this one, I'm like, yeah. So we did that ourselves. It took us like eight hours to grind the floor down. And after that, I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. It's way too much work. So, nice. But it looks cooler and shit. And I got my big Nebraska go Huskers um, and on the floor. Um, like who's your call? Do you guys have college football? Do you guys got a team? Uh, Mizzou Tigers. I mean, I do enjoy watching college football. I wouldn't say that I have a team. I mean, how can you, it's hard to 
bet against Saban, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I do like Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. It, it, they the are fun to watch. Football, but, yeah. 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 Um, but no, I'm not really like a diehard team. Well, I got yeah. Nebraska. This is all we have. Right. There's right. no pro sports teams. <laughs> there's no, we haven't been getting ever in basketball. Creighton basketball is okay. But, um, it's 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 Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yep, that's it. Sure. Do or die. That's it. And we're still living off our glory days from the '90s. But, yeah. You know, there's no place to go but up. Right. They Chad? were pretty glorious in the I 90s. mean, they were man, they were incredible. I mean, you remember the '90s, Mike? Uh, I was growing up. <laughs> I was I was a kid. I was watching yeah. them though. <laughs> um, so, like, you entered the supplement industry what 2010, 2011? Yeah, about that time. Right after you know, it, as a as a bodybuilder, I had been helping people with diets, and you know, was involved with judging shows and, you know, in the mix. Right. So, uh, had come to meet Andy, like through the, through the stores and actually at a bodybuilding show was where I first was introduced to him. So, um, then came into the mix at, at that 2000, I think it was early 2012. So I'm rolling right on, on 10 years. Yeah. That's it. And then you just came out of college and you were saying that the store seemed like a good fit. Yeah. Uh, Came out of college, you know, knew I didn't want, you know, the the typical office, uh, you know, sit at your desk job and, you know, stare at a computer screen all day, um, you know, type at the, the corporate atmosphere, I guess you could call it. Right. And wanted to do something more. I was just driven and, and passionate about and, uh, you know, fitness and, and working out was definitely one of those things. And, you know, I, I just thought, hey, why not? Let's go see what it's all about. And, you know, the, the more I, you know, was working for the company and got to learn, you know, everything we were all about and, yeah. you know, uh, you know, kind of when Andy was, was on the uprise and, yeah. uh, just, just fell into it, uh, and, you know, really developing relationships with, with the people in the stores is, is what got me to stick. And cause yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's me too. It was just the customer service aspect. And I came in through 2009 after making a shit ton of money. In, in the chemical industry and dealing with the government, which is enough to eat your soul. Then, you yeah. know, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I was young and stupid. I wasn't prepared to, I went from being like broke as shit. I mean, at 23, like, as in, I had no idea donating blood and plasma as often as possible. Um, you know, it just broke and didn't have any money to start my store that, uh, so I, I went in the chemical industry and I just blew it up and I didn't know what the fuck to do with that. So by 2009, I'm, as anybody else who's not used to making money, I spent every last fucking dime I had. <laughs> and then the 09 housing crash happens. So I, now I'm yeah. 60,000 underneath my house. I'm 30,000 underneath the car because I was on the road salesperson putting on 90,000 miles a year. I'm like, yeah, I need a new, new car every year. Fucking right. stupid. I would go back and kick myself in the ass at 28. I would, <laughs> you know, and I was figuring, okay, well, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm broke and miserable. I might as well be broke and happy. So I, I cut my salary by 80% and started my first shop. But it came awesome. back to the principle that I that was the last time I was truly happy, I think, was in college working at GNC at the time, even though it was a franchise owner. So I kind of yeah. had a lot of freedom. And, yeah. you know, I like to help people. That was it. The power of helping someone change their physique changes their mental attitude as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, people going through divorces or financial reversals or deaths or whatever, you name it. Yep. Um done it myself. So I got into bodybuilding. In fact, the reason I got back into bodybuilding after years off of training was because I had no money when I first started Rexia. Why didn't I have any money in Rexia for like three or four years? Um, and so the only way I could market was to go to the gym. So I went to three different gyms a day, every single day for three and a half years. 
And all of a sudden I got in pretty good fucking shape. <laughs> yeah. And then I met my now wife and she's like way better looking than me. So I was like, I got to get in better shape, you know? Um, and that's kind of, she was competing at the time. She was right. my first female sponsored athlete. Actually. That's awesome. And, um, and I see then, how that worked out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And, yeah. and, and, and now she stuck with me legally. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, 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 and now it's kind of transitioned. It wasn't super healthy. And then we tried to have a baby. We kind of the whole thing that, yeah, like, you know, I, I want to be in better shape than I am now, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's just not, especially the last couple of years in the bodybuilding industry, which I love. But, I mean, seeing some of my heroes pass away that people are under the age of 50. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's been, about, it's it's been about, tough. It's about it, 10 of them. It has been. And, right. and, and yeah. it's, you know. It's and wild. I was, uh, you know, decent friends of Matt Porter. We knew each other really well. That kind of hit me hard only at 37. And mm -hmm. uh, Big Dave was 38. 37 mm -hmm. john meadows the, the, the immortal john meadows right like 48 49 and yeah a couple young kids and i'm like yeah you know what i had a lot of fun doing it and um yeah if i don't see my abs again like fuck it i don't really care i'll just make my chest bigger uh so <laughs> <laughs> but um good philosophy yeah it's kind of funny so you came in about 2015 mike is that right yep 2015 yeah. uh, uh, and that would be kind of interesting to see, like, how you're from the store aspect. I was going to ask you this, too, yesterday to bring it up yesterday. But, you know, back when Sal Fursella first started coming to see us in 2011, 2012, and, and we kind of – we didn't really blow him off. and realized I didn't have any money to buy any more brands at the time. Um, and he was really fascinated with this business card, but which was cool <laughs> as shit. But, um, <laughs> you know, that was very unique then. I, maybe you can touch in on this, and you can, too, that, you know, we didn't have a lot direct, you know, direct-to-store reps, Back in 2010, 2000, right. 2012, it was very rare. In fact, a lot of brands weren't allowed. They'd call us and try to pick up their shit, but they would just say, hey, mm -hmm. go to Lone Star, go to Europa, buy our stuff there. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to deal with accounts. Right. So what First Form was trying to do then, I thought, was kind of game-changing. And now, in hindsight, being you know 12 years later, that um, it wasn't until about 2016, really, 2015 to 16, 2017, where all of a sudden, distribution was kind of played out. Right. And a lot direct to company, direct to stores was kind of a thing. Can you touch on that? Like, did you kind of see that switch where you guys, I kind of feel like you guys were at the forefront of that shit before anybody else was. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, back in the day, right. It was hard to even deal with brands direct. Yeah. Like they would just always shutter you straight to one of the distribution houses. And I think, you know, the, the big switch for us was the re we wanted to have control of where the product was and, and going because inside that, that mix, there was a ton of products that were being placed online. You know, the internet, you know, not that the internet was new, but buying on the internet was, was kind of had become a thing because yeah. Amazon had kind of made it safe, right. For yeah. people to, to purchase on the internet. And we understood that if it was in a, a distributor, that there would be zero control over where that product act actually went. And yeah. you know, when it goes there, how do you chase down how it got there, you know, yeah. or who's doing it? There's no way to ever find out. Yeah. So it was really just a matter of being able to kind of reel it in, rein it in. At the time, you know, the the store at the time, even today, like the stores, like no matter what, we have to protect, you know, the home base. Yeah. Right. So um, if it would have ended up, you know, we do whatever, a couple hundred thousand dollar deal with the distributor and and the product ends up all over the place. Well, hell. That's uh, that's a problem. Well, that's just it. I, I said I had the same you know speech with my staff. We have our own brand too. I was like, you know, that was the reason why it attracted me to your brand was because you're retailers too. So anyway, you'd be screwing me, you'd be screwing yourself. Right. You know, that's kind of how we position ourselves too. And, and I think it's it's awesome, a testament to your guys' business philosophy and ethics that you stay direct to uh, your own your own store. 
mm-hmm. um, to, to your own wholesale accounts. I mean, it, it's uh, we flirted with it lately too. Just distribution. It, it's it's. It's more money up front. <laughs> it's less people to work, but it's it's hard to stay true to to what your principles are. But that's that's amazing that you've done that. I mean, have you noticed that in your stores? I mean, do you get con when you're managing? Did you get contacted a lot by brands trying to get in, or what was the yeah, process? Yeah, actually, uh, a, a fair amount. People people would you know find our phone number or or shoot emails over to the store, whatever it may be. But we would get them all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's in the, so that probably tells you ways that I mean now you're in the other side of the seat. Um, probably told you like okay, I like that guy, so I'm I'm, I'm emulate that. But th- this guy was a douchebag, so I'm not going to do that. Did you kind of learn some of that? I guess from being uh, contacted a, a little bit. There there were definitely one or one or two guys that I I enjoyed talking with and. Um, you know, there there were some others that were probably really just trying to get their foot into the door, mm-hmm. try, trying to figure out a good way or, or the right person to talk to. Right. So I don't know if I ever had any negative experience regarding that. Uh, most of the time it was, you know, me at saying, hey, you know, you got You got to email this, you know, this email. So and and if they're interested, somebody will get a hold of you. But yeah. other than that, I didn't really have much control over that situation. Yeah. You know, we've had a few. Maybe I mean, I've been doing this long enough. There's a there's a few assholes out there. But uh, for the most part, you know, I, I, hate, I yeah, I don't like the phone calls personally, but, you know, it's just we're in a, we're in a different position than a lot mm-hmm. of ones. But I, w- I told my staff a 100 times, like, you ever had a really great sales experience? They're like, well, yeah, I go, OK, emulate that. Because right. if you enjoyed that and you're thinking about it right now, maybe it was five years ago, yep. that left an impact on you. I'm like, that's that's it, your experiences are going to tell you how to sell it. That's how I always looked at it. And you know, we had the little story went to Hollywood Video or uh, not Hollywood Video it was um, oh good god, Marcus, what's that video? Family Video, right? You ever been to a Family Video? Yeah. All right. Yeah. For all times. you younger people out there, this is where you used to you actually go. Got a little Caesars DVD. connected to it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right. Little Marcos Pizzas, <laughs> Little Caesars. And, <laughs> and so I walked in once, and I had two of my or three, three of my kids. And I think I was a single dad at the time, and you know, you got the kids' movies for free. This is before we, everybody was streaming Netflix. There wasn't as much shit on Netflix back then. There were the streaming yeah. services, and you know, I didn't have cable, can afford it. So we go in, and you know, and I got to get at least one adult dvd or you know not adult jesus christ no i'm not talking porn. <laughs> i'm at one regular the rare, price dvd R. yeah, yeah. Uh, um not nc-17 shit no this is how i'm gonna get picketed by you know all the karens fuck me okay so um so i'm getting a regular new release movie that you would have seen let's just say well Will Smith was in it because that makes it PG-13. So um, I get that and the kids get two or three of their, you know, they each get one. So all of a sudden they get up there and there's this little 16-year-old, 60-pound kid just looks scared to death. And he's like, hey, sir, you got the magic number four. You get half off another new release. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, sweet. Grab another release. He goes, oh, my goodness. You hit number five. You now get half off of popcorn. Okay. Oh my goodness. You hit number whatever. And I'm like, all of a sudden this turns into a $45 transaction, which should have been about six bucks. I walk out and myself, my oldest son at the time probably couldn't have been eight years old. And he goes, uh, sucker, you got, you got sold. And you know what? I kind of sat back. I'm like, fuck, you know, I tell him I go fuck That's himself. You know, stuff, I'm like, right? whatever. I, I go, I did though. And the kid didn't do anything other than follow me the script. deals, follow the script. And I'm That's like, right. imagine if that that kid had any pizzazz in them all. I would have walked out with $150. That's right. I would have bought yeah. shares and fucking, you know, family video or something <laughs> in a stockholder. <laughs> you know, it's just those kind of experiences, I think, make an impact on people. Sure. So, yeah. And know, I don't think, I think, you know, without the relationship, like you said earlier, you know, I certainly don't consider myself any sort of salesman, yeah. you know, and if it was just about sales, I don't know, this job for me would not be fun. 
but it's relationships that make it fun and watching or, or helping other business owners do better, right? Yeah. Insulate their business, help them grow, help them figure out, you know, what's next, how to get bigger, how to get better has been, that's really what has attracted me to this side of the business. Well, and I really think that the 2020, I mean, COVID really changed the, the aspect and outlook of where, where people are at and from the retailer aspect and the wholesale, both. And sure. You know, I met you through one of the Jack to Tone shows. There's your five seconds of fame, Jack to Tony. Yep. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, Jack. And there you go, Jack. <laughs> I, we're going to, we're going to snippet this and send it to him. And, uh, three easy payments of 39.95, my friend. Love you, but like and way better. Right? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, and we met at a show and, and yeah, um, you had your daughter with you. And I think I had some of my kids. I think my, my their baby was just a real baby at yep. that point. And, um, it was just a good conversation, you know. And, then, and I was like, okay, you know, like at the point where I was kind of stuck in my ways, kind of like the brands that I, I liked looking at it for financial aspects, ones that, you know. Um, but we kind of looked at it and then you get through COVID and then you're like, okay, like we've survived. But let's we're still standing. We're, we're still standing. But here's the thing. We weren't a part of brands that have this similar – ethics that we do similar morals that are, that are really going to watch our backs. Well, you and I talked about this last night, a lot of brands that I thought we had a good foothold with that I, you know, the kind of brands have done the co-op t-shirts and shit with whatever. And who have, who've been there in the past, they just screwed us the second that thing went down in about April, 2020 direct to consumer online, buy, we'll get with 75% online marketing directly to my, uh, there were literally ads like skip the store and buy online doing targeted ads in my area, which just, infuriated the shit out of me and you know i think it was because of just the uh relationship kind of conversation you and i had at a show i was like you know what i think we had to do this as a first form we messaged back and forth god knows how many damn times but, right you know and it's amazing that you know the brand is is flying off our shelves at this point we just like you gotta love jd because every time he's like hey you need to add on these skews i'm like i'm sure brian's gonna like this okay <laughs> let's go do the math <laughs> and, and um, but you know that's i think that's a testament you weren't trying to sell me yeah, it was funny. We were uh, Mike and I actually were in uh, Jersey at the time visiting another store out there, Jersey Shore Supplements. Brian's we we're a great buddy of mine, too. And I looked down and saw the phone call and I'm like, oh, shit. I, I got to get this. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Tim might that. Be right, he might be ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. We might be in. And uh, sure enough, I mean, here here we are, you know, and that was what, almost uh, almost a year ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's just been now, going well. Mm -hmm. it, frequency just continue, increases. And, yeah. You know, but you find a brand you want to partner with. And that's and I'm I, I guess I'm a little more boisterous when I'm in the stores just because you know who I am. And and they're like, well, why should I pick this brand? I go, because this brand doesn't fuck small business. That one does. And I'll be real honest about it. Like, okay, solid. And they just grab this shit. Right. That's all I have to say because they know <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Right. Because I've been very, very loud about supporting small business. I mean, small business mm -hmm. employs 48% of the population. Sure. And over half of those are employed by a business with less than 20 employees. People don't realize how many small businesses took it square in the ass for lack of a better term during 2020, 2021. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, yeah, 100%. you can talk about the PPP loans and all that shit you want, but they didn't come close to what we lost. Right. Mass mandates, you name it, it all affected business. Mm -hmm. People just don't like Absolutely to shop. Absolutely. Look at your top online businesses. They went through the fucking roof. Small business kind of took it in the short term. Right. And, and you know, so partnering with a brand that, that, that didn't uh, sell their morals out for money was, it was huge. You didn't, didn't sell out to the, you know, the big buying warehouses or, you yeah. know, the big corporate uh, GNCs of the world, you know, like nothing wrong with doing business with some, some of the ever bigger brands, as long as you can hold them accountable. But like, we've seen that some of the biggest brands I've done business with in the past were the ones who were having their own fake Amazon accounts. And that's right yeah. when I got pissed off. So, um, <laughs> 
So, I mean, you guys, I mean, the, you guys have built one massive warehouse. I mean, it kind of seems like that you went from like really well known to holy shit huge. And it seemed like a matter of only about three to five years. Um, and now you have this big monstrosity of a warehouse and you're out of space already. Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> sure are. How big is it? Uh, 188,000 square feet, I think. Kind of beats my 3,000 square foot warehouse I'm rocking <laughs> right now that I'm out of space on. That's uh, And how many employees does First Form have now? Man, we got to be creeping up in the like 300s. That's what oh I was going to say, three, that's 400. Nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, in, back when you first started, like how many there were three of three or four of us <laughs> yeah well that's quite <laughs> no legit. joke that's awesome though i mean yeah. that's you know and then like how many you guys how many store how many simple super stores are there um including franchises at uh right around 30 that's not that's about where we're about 32 and yeah yeah you know it, it's but i always say that any brand who made it through this last year especially in the retail forefront i mean they're solid Yep. Yeah, I think the. I mean, in some ways, COVID was a great leveling equalizer. It took a lot of people who were trying to buy the business by having the more expensive rent in the malls, which are dead now, in my opinion. Um, I mean, shopping malls, thank God. Oh, such yeah, malls. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we've, you know, I think it was a great levelizer. All the people who were faking it or just barely getting by kind of ended it. So the ones who made it through, I think, are strong as shit. A lot of the right. brands who made it through and didn't do the online crap, um, you know, are stronger than ever. Cause I think you guys have leapfrogged. I don't think you just survived COVID. I think you guys leapfrogged. I mean, I'm seeing your shit in more and more areas than I've ever seen before. Yeah, so. It's definitely, I mean, it's been growing. It's yeah. <laughs> I've had, I've had a lot of guys that, you know, and looking at another guy yeah. to the team, you know, it's um, just on the wholesale side. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's moving quickly. Yeah. So where do you guys see, uh, I mean, the next five years, like, where do you think it first form just keeps growing i mean we we have any major goals you guys are setting yeah i think you know it's always moving towards that Definitely. omnipresence and yeah. figuring out i think the struggle is figuring out how to do that yeah. and still protect the brick and mortar yeah so we you know slowly working through that you know we use the snack category <coughs> excuse me covid we use the um uh snack category kind of as like the super bowl commercial yeah. right to to yeah. get the the name out there and, yeah um people try our bars they love their bars and then you know hopefully they're looking to see well what else do they do and where else can i get it yeah and that's i guess we use the popcorn the same way as yeah. before for us man i had some of that last night poor mike couldn't go to sleep because i was crunching he was crunching on that all night it was great yeah you just one right after the other batches in my kitchen later and 28 pounds of taste test weight but um well that's just it it's just a different market and it's funny i've been here for 12 years i've spent i can't tell you how much money on radio tv Every fucking event there was, I'm huge into events. No matter mm -hmm. what it is, we do the event live. I, I speak at middle schools, high schools, businesses, whatever. That's awesome. And when I go give a speech at a local high school and all of a sudden 25 kids have never heard of me, I'm like, motherfucker. He's so pissed. <laughs> but I'm okay, opportunity. But, you know, we started getting some of our just smaller snack items into grocery stores. Right. Because that's where mom purchases. Yeah. Know? It introduces exactly right. Rexius to the brand. So we set up tables at high bean food stores. And, yeah. That's and awesome. We're sampling it, you know, rocking the gear yep. and, and doing whatever it is. And I don't care if it's CrossFit. I don't care if it's a 5K run. Like, listen, I don't do cardio unless I'm getting fucking chased. But um, I'll go to a 5K run Same. and hand out water. I'm the fattest person there. That's for damn sure. But yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. We just, it's a chance to meet people and kind of grow into the network. You know, snacks, I think, are the. I mean, we, we were just talking about that before the podcast that, you know, like at Quest Bar and One Bar, there's a lot of opportunity and healthy snacks and mm -hmm. 
And your bars are freaking amazing. I mean, the peanut butter lovers. That was that I, is that's my jam too. Well, that, nobody else wants. Everybody else is like, I don't know if it'll sell. I'm like, well, I already bought six cases because that shit's for me. So I can't fuck the rest of you. <laughs> I just personal. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Then my, well, then my 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 three year old likes. So he he yep. he steals them from. Yeah, and same. Then, you know, then my middle schoolers and my high schoolers. I'm like, you guys got to take a snack with some fucking protein. Yeah. it's hard with kids to get them to eat anything with protein. Yeah, yep. Do pancakes have protein? I go, well, not the kind you fucking eat. But, right. You know, what about donuts? Not the ones you like. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's challenging. So, um, you know, <clears throat> as far as the wholesale industry itself, I mean, I know we've all seen a lot of issues with the supply and demand chain. And you, know, you guys have stayed pretty well on top of it and very communicative. Like, do you see – where do you guys personally see that coming over the next year? Do you think it's starting to ease up? think it's going to get worse before it gets better? Well, I just I think I got to be optimistic here and hope that I don't know that it's going to be Q1 or Q2 that it's going to get better. But I would hope that by the end of the year, yeah. it's kind of has straightened itself out or that it's gotten to a point where maybe some of some of the the line time and, and ingredients that we're going to other guys, it's just freed up, Yeah, you know, due to due to supply and demand. Mm -hmm. But at some point, like there can't be. There can't be, you know, hundreds of ships in the in the harbor waiting to be unloaded, right? Like, yeah. there's, there comes to a point where that's got to end. Well, you would think, and and that's you know, there's a certain point. Like we are, you know, a lot of you guys, we've talked about the creatine price. We talked about this last night. Yeah, it's honestly returning back to the 1990s. It's price crazy, level right? Who would have thought creatine could be that sexy again? Well, you know, I mean, all of a sudden, it's like everybody <laughs> wants it because it's no longer available it's anywhere unbelievable. else. Unbelievable, yeah, and it's. Uh, it's one of those that, like I was telling these guys, that's what I was paying back in the '90s is the price now. Yep. When creatine was brand new on the market, yep. it was way worse right. quality then too. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah, you had to put the dry scoop in the mouth. Like, see, dry yeah. scooping. You all didn't invent that shit. It's been around since '96. Right. <laughs> yeah, you had to do that crap. Because and then and then they figured out if you mixed it with Kool Aid powder, aka Celtec, right. paid a hundred dollars for it. That's all right. of a sudden it worked better. Grape juice, um, right? Grape juice. That was it. Well, you know, I yeah. Oh, that, you know, juice. Gotta have yeah. a carrier. Gotta have a when carrier. When I started working at GNC and I found out what Celtic actually cost. I was so pissed off. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was the 1990s. So right. It was, that was the, the I mean, something oh, yeah. that's really That original up. creatine, sure. man, if you would, you would shake the shit out of the water and it would just, I mean, in, in three seconds, it was all settled back down to the bottom. You I literally remember. had to be shaken as you were getting ready to take a drink. Oh, that was it. I could be in my, in my locker in high school and I'm sitting there doing a scoop and they're, they're all, Chad was, Chad and I went to high school together. So, and they all like knew I was the supplement guy. So I had all my shit in my fucking locker. And, and they're like, what are you taking? Like, what's yeah. it, steroids? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get fucking huge. It's just creatine. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and we all kind of, you know, we, we, our school is an athletic school. I mean, that was, I think we lost three games, Chad, three years total. That's pretty that's good. good. That's really good. I think it's yeah, for was it our freshman no, year? No, freshman year is a count. We didn't we, play. We, didn't we play. lost every game. We don't, our freshman we year. won one. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> we won right. one. But it doesn't count. Freshman that was like count. That was like forget about that one. It was yeah. Pierce. We beat Pierce. Oh, that's right. I didn't forget. But we didn't get to play. So sophomore, you know, state runner up, and then we lost in the playoffs, and we went undefeated our senior year. Yeah. I think we even played in the second half of any game in our senior year for the most part. We won all the state, all boys, athletic high school of the year, all classes. So we won nice. everything. Incredible. Right? Yeah, that's it's great. All, we're just, all because of those supplements. Well, listen, that's why I got a job at GNC. I'm hey. like, listen, I can hook you up. Something and, to that. Yeah. Well, listen, so I go to Wayne State, which is only 30 miles away, play football, do track. And so I'm still working at GNC the whole time. And this is the best part. It's just pre, like, people were buying from Bodyline.com, but it wasn't quite a thing yet because everybody had shitty internet. 
Yep. So everybody knew I was a supplement guy. I'm like, listen, hey, can I get you hooked up? I'm like, yeah, I'll get you that gold card discount, but it's a $5 delivery. This is where Rexius Nutrition was born this at is, his locker in high school. Pretty much, you know, high school into college. And all of a sudden I'm like, I can make some extra fucking That's money. right. Yeah. And so my boss goes, I'll give you an extra two bucks for every gold card you sign up. I'm like, all right. All right. Two so bucks. Plus five so bucks for delivery. Do it. So, every, so I sign up everyone for a gold card immediately. I'm like, listen, it's free. And I go, and you're getting a few, because their ticket was over a hundred bucks. It was pretty much free. And you got 20% off. And so I had a little, I had a little system, a little Ponzi scheme going on where I, I had the whole baseball team, the soccer team, the volleyball team, the basketball nice. team, the football team. I'm like, so they call me. I'm like, hey, I'm here, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Call me up. I'll deliver it that night. And all of a sudden, I'm doing 10 orders a night. That's your five dollar delivery fee, but don't worry, I, I get you an extra few bucks off and a free gold card. And so then the next time they call, well, I already have a gold card. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna change your name. You're, what's your middle initial? Okay, there's a new gold card. So I'm making seven bucks a delivery. Doing that seven, I'm fucking broke. So I'm making seventy extra bucks a night on top of my six seventy five an hour. I was hey, paid, but that's awesome. You know, there you hey, go. That's right. Well, and that was it. So going into my last year of college, I was like, hey, you should you know turn the same commission, and we'll see what we can do. And, and the boss is like, well, I really don't want to work at all. So I kind of ran it along with who would be my future business partner, Shane, was my first employee. And I go, mm -hmm. just kind of let me do my thing. And if I don't do well, you can fire me. Oh, well, we ended up breaking every record that store had in 60 days. We're doing, I think we did six or $700,000 in that tiny little GNC in one year. Yeah. Uh, just in Norfolk, Nebraska, top population of 20,000. Right. And after that, I was like, I need to go into this fucking business. Yeah. Right. Guess what? I didn't have money. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I was trying to buy into the GNCs at the time. Thank God it didn't work out, but I went out to Oceanside, <laughs> California and tried to buy a shop and this didn't work and had to get a job. And that was pretty much it. But you know, it, it and that's why I say to students and a lot of young entrepreneurs listen to this. Cause we talk a lot of high schools is Whatever field you think you want to go into and you agree with this, go work it for a while. Go get an internship. Go work it in high school. Work it in college. Figure out if you fucking like it. I've seen way too many people yeah. go waste all this money on college. I do too. And then come out and go into a field they realize, oh my God, I had a cousin go through hotel management and then never and worked in a hotel. Hospitality. Yeah, right. Gets a job at a hotel and goes, this fucking yeah. sucks. I'm like, good thing you just wasted a <laughs> yeah. hundred grand on that education. And she like thinking about testing the waters first, but um i mean yeah, for sure it's in a with you guys having kids i'm sure like, it's the same thing for us is trying to get our kids like go work in your field go go see like my daughter wanted to be a wedding planner want to be a wedding planner want to be a wedding planner yeah so i'm like well go plan a wedding so she did came back these brides are i go oh yeah oh, yeah God. there's a reason i call them bridezilla honey. makes you She's, think twice well, uh, i don't want to do that shit there ain't enough money okay well now you know thank god you didn't waste four year education on that shit you know? right but yeah. right yeah. i think with kids i mean what's the average like I guess most of your employees between first form and the stores, what's the average age? Is it kind of really span or? Um, definitely more diversified on the first form side of things. I, I'd say you got a lot, definitely more of the younger crowd working the retail stores, uh, you know, anywhere from 18, 19, you know, 20 years old, right? That's probably primarily what it's made up of. And yeah. then, um, yeah, even even the managers too. I mean, you know, yeah. low twenties. Some of them are a little bit older. You know, mid upper twenties. Um, and then I'd say first forms just kind of all across the board, yeah. anywhere from you 18, eighteen year olds. Years and they old have me to, as the old man. You know, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. I only have one franchisee older than me. Josh come Norfolk, Nebraska. And I was going to watch this. And yeah, I, he's got me by like six months, and I'll take that shit. But <laughs> that's other than right. That, I am the old man. I have the most gray hair, which sucks. But yeah, I got Chad. But you know, Chad's got some gray hair, but you know, hey. 
but he looks younger than me. He's got the better face. Man, mine's starting to come in. I'm, I'm telling you. And uh, my, my fiance is not shy of letting me know. (laughs) Well, no doubt about that. Like Chad told me, black don't crack, and you know, I I just get wrinkly as shit. So (laughs) you know, but it's kind of funny for me coming around full circle is that you know that we we did this, we started growing, then I got to work with some of my best friends from childhood. It's my best friends from college and and it's you know half my franchisees i have an employee that's worked for me for oh, 12 years on tuesdays and wednesday nights at 120th and center who i knew since high school i played football within college and then when i opened up he was actually working at gnc part-time but wanted to support a local business so he was coming and buying his shit for me at full price and so uh when they found out and fired him for it literally I'm like, work for me. That was like three months into opening. He's worked mm-hmm. for me for 12 years. But yeah, that's it's, awesome. It, it's pretty cool. Fun. You, know, yeah. you get to work with your friends. You're yeah. not really working. That was a cool thing that's about right. last night is like meeting the guys and, you know, yeah. seeing how many of them, you know, you have a, a long history with. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and in order to build something great, you're going to have to love the guys that you're working next to. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You can't. I mean, your circle has got to be tight enough that you can argue and still be friends. Yep. That you can fight passionately. And I, I, I sent, you know, we, we left, we went to Vegas last Friday and Saturday. And I sent a message, I think it was Thursday night. I'm like, so just to formally say, I apologize if I come off a little too passionate at times, but it's only because I want the best for everybody. And, and if I'm ever not doing my best, you are fully 100% allowed to get fully passionate on my ass right back. Right. And you know, have a good team. You have a good night. High five, but good game, butt slap, you know, and then I'll, yep. I get back. Oh, well, I have no problem letting you know. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I need that shit. You know, right. I have to have the group around me. I think everyone's you really get yourself better. You have to push. Yep. You have to be pushed. definitely. You can't just, you can't be all comfort zones. I don't believe in, in, complacency yeah you're growing or you're shrinking the problem is when you're shrinking you usually don't find out about it till it's too late that's so, right mm-hmm. you know look at gnc look at complete i mean gnc was i think sold for six billion dollars in 2003 2004 yep then sold again for 600 million dollars 10 years later right and now they're owned by an, another country they're not even owned in the united states yeah which, yeah you know that's just people rest back this works i mean mm-hmm. i was like the red box blockbuster yep blockbuster red box wanted 50 million dollars to be sold to blockbuster blockbuster lab three years later red box spice blockbuster for 50 million yeah right you know it's yep. just it's it's constantly adapting well um i could say this you know if anybody's watching you guys haven't looked at first form look them up look at andy for sale sal for sale look at all these guys' uh, social medias um and you guys have built one or, and are still continuously building one of the strongest american-made companies anywhere and the way you guys have just exponentially grown is phenomenal and everyone in your team is that way even your guys in shipping I mean, they follow me on Instagram. They send me pictures, pal, it's on its way. I'm like, these are all badasses. I love this shit, you know? And they work quick. They're a good crew. They're They're awesome. They're an awesome, awesome crew. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's got to be great to work around just a great company like that that's growing. And I just want to thank you guys so much for coming last night and working with our staff and and coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited. Absolutely, man. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, love being here. Check out Rexy's Traditional Stores in first form, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I'm in my element, ooh, yeah. I'm in my element, ooh, yeah. I'm in my element, element, element. I'm in my element.